Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk, 97.7. Big show planned for tonight on this Tuesday evening. Got Louisiana Tech head baseball coach Lane Burroughs joining us at 645 as the Diamond Dogs get set for a fall road trip. A little uh, new avenue in college athletics, especially in, or particularly in baseball and softball, allows you to play fall games. Louisiana Tech will travel to Tennessee this weekend. Uh, we'll discuss that with Lane Burroughs. They also played ULM over the weekend. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Harry Minimum, Minium, uh, with the ODU Athletic Department will join us to preview Louisiana Tech and ODU. But first, Beck Haynes. Uh, gotta be up front, gotta wear it, lock of the year, did not hit against UTSA on Saturday. Not only did it not hit, you weren't even close. I hate that I was the only one I know. right. I tried to, I'm gonna be 45, honest, I tried 16. to win. You got ripped on Twitter. I mean, it's like UTSA. Oh, that's shredded! You know how Notre Dame has the play like a champion today thing before they walk out? It seemed like UTSA had your quote up on the... On a mantle or something. Uh, just... I know their fan base did. There ain't no Woo! doubt. Got worn out. Your phone vibrating all weekend. Told him I'd wear it though. You can't you can't put that stuff out on radio, Ben, and not expect to just get. The BC go, did the BC go private on his account there oh, on yeah. Twitter? He was... Tapes. There's not a shot. It's like third quarter. Ben's like, I'll wear it. I'll me, wear it. Let me it's fine. I'll wear it. Let and me tell you something. Worse. <laughs> then it got worse. Lock of the year might become BC's new brand, boys. I mean, Might have to get some T-shirts made. Not a serious brand. Hey, I'll g- I gave you chances to back out. I did. Oh, why would I? You know BC why ain't soft. You? Why would you? You back know out? BC ain't soft. It ain't about you being soft. It's about a certain team maybe being soft. No, it's a. It was a rough performance. Uh, I believe Tech was up ten seven in that game. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the first drive felt great. Yeah, Tech was up ten seven before the Roadrunners reeled off. 35 in a row. Don't know if you caught that one to take a 42-10 lead. I'll say this. I was, uh, I mean, in cre- I'm not taking any credit away from UTSA. They were, I mean, we made our predictions. We were wrong. We'll get over it. But they were a better team than I than I thought they were. And I'm guilty of not watching their games all year because it's UTSA, Ben. I'm not watching their games. No. They ain't selling tickets. But not to you, at least. They had some athletes. They had a lot of dudes that look good coming off the bus. There ain't no denying that. Yeah, and they're, I mean, my one takeaway, I'll just go ahead and say this my one nugget for the show, was the closing speed on some of... can't believe you got the nugget in in three minutes I know, in. So then I'm just going to take the rest of the night off. But uh, the closing speed on some of the defensive backs was pretty pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. And listen, I thought it was interesting today. And, you know, you, you, 
you get to looking at a lot of these games, and obviously 45-16 is pretty brutal on paper. But I thought Skip Holtz made an interesting uh, take or statement in his press conference today. Sure he did. Tell me. Uh, He did not say UTSA would win the Super Bowl, shockingly enough. But he did say when you look at a couple of things. Second play of the game, uh, miscommunication before the deep, between the defensive backs leads to a 75-yard touchdown. Yep, of course. You also have uh, the late hit in the first half on third and 23. Oh, my gosh. By Kershawn Fisher. Ends up, that was a dagger. That was, I say it was a dagger? It's going to be fourth and 19. Fourth and 19, they end up getting a touchdown on that drive. Yes. Dagger. All right, we're at 14 points so far. Uh, Austin Kendall throws a pick six. 21 There's 21 points. points. Can't be throwing pick sixes. Uh, Bub Means fumbles the kickoff at the 20. Uh, there's six more. And I believe there was one other instance where Tech gave them seven points as well. So five plays lead to 35 points pretty easily. And it's important to put that point out that when a team is going through what Louisiana Tech is going through, Three consecutive losses, particularly the last two weeks, would have been which have been extremely rough. I think Tech's averaging nine and a half points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these mistakes tend to snowball at times. Yeah, I mean we got and that's exactly what happened. We got some serious concerns about Tech's ability to bounce back or to adapt to anything. When things are going great, they're going great. But Ben, we're however many games, six games, seven games into this year, it's seven. These are mistakes that are happening every single game. Can't, yeah, they can't. It's not, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Five plays make a big difference, but it's like if five to seven plays like this are happening every single game, then you're just not a good football team. Nailed it. Nailed it. And and that's what And then last week, last week it wasn't even plays that didn't, it's not plays that happened, it's plays that didn't happen. I agree. How you got four turnovers, two of them in their, their side of the field, you don't make, you make three points out of it. Last week it's plays that didn't happen, this week it's plays that did. And listen, that's a good point. You're not a very good football team if you continue to make mistakes. Most most penalties in a game this year, eight penalties, 78 yards. Uh, we mentioned the one personal foul. Uh, I believe Austin Kendall was sacked a season high six times in this one. The offensive line woes continue. Uh, how about this nugget, Beck? Austin Kendall's faced pressure on 27 combined dropbacks the last two weeks. What what happened? We didn't lose anybody to injury, did we? What has happened? How about this nugget? UTEP blitzed two times two weeks ago. Oh, that's embarrassing. UTSA only blitzed five times on Saturday. You don't have to. That's the problem. And then when you're getting hurried and you got an extra guy or two in coverage, you can't. You can't. You, that's asking a lot of a quarterback. It's asking an awful lot. You wonder why he gets happy feet in the pocket. I think it's pretty. It's pretty evident as to why uh, there was a. There was a four-play sequence in this game that he was sacked three times. It's, it makes for a tough game to watch, and I know you felt that. And oh, so it's did brutal. everybody else. It was brutal. And listen, it's not like there aren't some good individual performances. I mean, I think Marcus Williams and Keon Henry Brooks combined for 23, 21 touches on Saturday for 143 yards. Like, you're getting the yeah, production out of the running yeah. back position. Smoke Harris had his first 100-yard game from his receiver spot. Austin Kendall goes 23 of 34. Not a bad completion percentage. But when you're constantly, constantly in third and long, 
when you get to third down situations, it's going to make it difficult to be successful offensively. As a fan, what makes a game, you know, like losing on a Hail Mary to Southern Miss, like, yeah, that hurts. That okay? was SMU, hurts. but you can yeah, call like, them Southern what Miss. What I call them Southern Miss? Yeah, it's one of right. those. Golden it's Eagles are headed to the Sun Belt. Have fun in the fun belt, boys. Uh, you can, you can, I mean, it's tough to lose a game like that, but as a fan, what really deflates you is a bunch of third and longs and never feeling like you gave yourself a chance and I then agree. stupid mistakes. My concern is, I know, I know we talk about recency bias all the time and, and I feel that's extremely valid, but it's been a long time since I've felt like there's been this many mistakes. Last year, I felt like was the theme was just no offensive line at all. And so you, it's kind of like these last few games. But it's just mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah, and it's like you said. But how? Like, it's not game one. And I just, I do not, for the life of me, do not understand how we can compete the way we competed in the first few games of the season and be this terrible the last few games. How do you play Mississippi State so tight? tight? How do you play SMU so tight? How do you score 40-something points against a Southeastern team that's a good football team? How do you play NC State tight? And the UTEP and UTSA, they're better teams than they were in the years past. They I'm are. not dogging them, but just awful performance. I mean, awful. And I, I think that that's – here's the thing. You go back, you talk about Mississippi State, you talk about SMU. You didn't beat yourself in those games. But the last two weeks, you haven't given yourself a chance to be successful, whether, like you said, you're not making enough plays against UTEP or – against UTSA, you're just kicking yourself in the foot. I mean, you're not giving yourself an opportunity to be successful when you throw a pick six, when you make a late hit when it's going to be fourth and 19, when you fumble a kickoff. It's like Skip said today. And listen, I don't know if he's necessarily dogging the players. I don't think that's his M.O. He better not be. But it's like he said, the second play of the game, they had seen that motion a hundred times this year. Cornerback successfully relays the change in coverage to the safety. The safety never gets the change. And it's like you said, you're seven games into it. It's too late to be having these kind of mistakes. It's unacceptable. Get to Cookie's text on the text line. Cookie says, what I'm about to say, I hate to say it. Gentlemen, I love Skip Holtz. I thought he was the best tech hire, the best hire tech could make when they hired him, and I was overly excited and have been behind him 125%. However, I've seen it before where coaches have been there for a while and they start getting stale and things don't improve. They either start to stay the same or they decline. Last year, even though it was COVID year, there were a lot of things that showed decline. This year is not a good year either. I hate to say it, but it's time for Skip to go. I love Skip. I think he's a great coach, but his tenure at Tech has become stale. Uh, We're going to discuss that later in the show. Dwayne says, has Skip lost a locker room? Dwayne, that's a fair question Fair question. No, uh, I, listen. Hey, I got one no, more. Hold on. Hold on a sec, dead gummit. Um, to Dwayne's question, has Skip lost the locker room? We said last week, going into this game, the season was on the line. I think everybody would agree, especially when you're looking at it from a conference championship standpoint. Now, conference championship's out the door. There's no ifs, buts, ands about it. Question now is Dwayne's question. Have you lost the locker room? You go on the road and lose at a one and six ODU team that didn't play football in 2020? 
Woo! It's going to tell you a lot. Let's hear it from Brett. Uh, Brett says, I really hope AK can get his old job back. It's hard watching him having to get smoked when he volunteered for this. I agree. I mean, I've said it. I tweeted a few weeks ago. I feel like AK deserves better than this. <laughs> hey, Brett, is he volunteering? Maybe he's getting some NIL money, <laughs> Maybe, Brett. Brett. Uh, you know, it's definitely, I mean, because of this unique state, unique situation with, with Austin, I mean, it. you know, I wonder what is he thinking? Like, man, I came back for this, you know? And, okay, and, I came back for Bruce Ripps. You know, yeah. And I, and I do think he's, it's probably one of those situations where he couldn't have, he couldn't have left his stone unturned and he, and he needed to come back. But man, it's like, yeah, you like you said, Conference USA is out of the question. Uh, bowl game, probably out of the question. I think we drop another one. Definitely if you lose this week. Yeah. I mean, what's he playing for, you know? Will, the people, easy answer. People have film on us. They know the one true weakness of this team is offensive tackle. Our last two opponents have run de- defensive schemes to take advantage. It's a good point. Skip said today. They're not seeing a whole lot of different looks on defense. It's pretty simple the last two weeks. A lot of two deep zone coverage, rush three, rush four. There's at times they're only rushing two. The problem is they're getting home with two or three guys. And how do you clean some of that up? You better protect your passer. You can chip all the defensive ends with the running backs. You can move the pocket. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you don't start giving your quarterback more time to throw, this is going to be the theme throughout the remainder of 2021 that's, that's for this That's a good offense. point. Think about going into Mississippi State. They had they didn't have a lick of film on us. They no. don't know what's going to happen. I agree. Kendall runs up the middle for 70-some yards, whatever it is. Could be some truth to that, BC. Drew has a fix for everything for everyone. Which you're not allowed to say on the air. So I'm going to stop you before you get yourself in trouble and we get, when we go off the air. Let's get some little Debbie cakes and chill out to what Drew says. Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw a little Debbie cake. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. Let's address Dwayne's question. Let's address what Cookie said. Where do we go from here? Because there's a lot of questions surrounding their this program. And let's be honest, there's also a lot of football to play. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national, dot bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Wake up. 
Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Fleet Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ainge, John Tabor. Keep the text coming, 888-993-7762. Real quick, uh, we're going to discuss conference realignment here in the next segment. But, Dennis Dodd with CBS Sports is reporting that Old Dominion to the Sun Belt announcement may come as soon as tomorrow uh doubt judy will see it until the morning yep she's off uh, work. she's probably in her bubble bath we expected that right? relaxing yes no i'm talking about odu not 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 judy not being at work uh both <laughs> yes judy is at home uh sipping a glass she of didn't want to come on the, ro- the air tonight sick sipping a glass of tea I know you asked to get her on the radio show. Waiting for her paycheck on the 30th of this month, which I'm sure will come in here in a few days. Good on you, Judy. Doing a a fantastic job. By the way, uh, we did request Judy to be on the show tonight. Uh, I I even offered... Did you even get a a reply? I did get a reply. You did. I even offered to submit questions prior to the interview. Oh, that's very kind of you. Yeah, it was very... They were very kind back. Said, we have no further comment on realignment... Uh, than what we released at 5 p.m. on a Friday. No further comments. Shocker. They haven't had a whole lot of comments the last five years on anything. But uh gives Judy a lot of credit. So she was, did, it, was, uh, that, was that like a, you can we can talk if you don't talk about realignment? No, nah, I don't think so. It was just a, hey, we don't want to talk. And also... It's like, did you see the graphic our graphics girl put out? That's all we got to say. <laughs> you know Judy didn't put that statement oh together. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, that was a quick Google search. Uh, what can we type about conference realignment when we don't know what the hell's going on? That's what it was. Gotcha. All right. Has Skip Holtz lost the locker room? Um, Obviously, we're not in the locker room. Shocker. Shocker. They won't let us. Uh, but, but, I will say it's a fair question to ask. Dare, uh, this is, this is, a, this is a, a far out theory, but I... Do you think Austin Kendall's situation, like, do you think the team's aware of it? I mean, is that play? Of course. That, I mean, I know they know that he left I don't his think job. They, it, listen, he's in the locker room. He better be locked in. That's all I'm going to say. I know. But do you think they're like, man, this this guy came and quit his job and he's here and now we don't have anything to play for? This is what I said post-game the other night. You get in these types of situations. You're 2-5. and five, It's unfortunate. Obviously, you never want to be in some of these spots. I think we could agree on that. Um, but this isn't an Austin Kendall situation. This isn't a Marcus Williams situation. This isn't a Kelton Highland situation. This isn't a Balin Buchanan situation. This isn't a transfer situation. These are where fourth and fifth year guys in the program step to the front of the room and take control. And I say that because those fourth and fifth year guys have been here. They've been through the peaks. They've been through the valleys. 
How high were those peaks? How low were those valleys? It's not for us to discuss at this point. But that's what those are the leaders on this team that have to step up in these types of situations. How it's been a long time. Last year was kind of that. Never way. have started two and four under yeah. Skip Holtz. Definitely have never yeah, started so, two I mean, and five after years. If you're a fifth year senior, three out of your four five years, whatever, you've competed pretty heavily. Yes. So for this the is the first time we've been this far out of it this early. I love that you dropped the word compete in there. That was good on you. You like that? That's yeah. like that's our mantra, isn't it? That was good on you. Uh I get it. This is your job. Whether like win or lose, you you go in, you be locked in for the next week. Really easy to say on paper as that's your job as an athlete. Absolutely. How tough is that when you've especially coming off two losses where think about the think about the emotional roller coaster these football players have had this year had the chance to beat a, a good SEC program ripped out of the, their fingers last second of the game with block field goal. You have the you lose on a Hail Mary. You lose on a Hail Mary to your former coach and a team that's very good. Then you compete against NC State again and have some fumbles at the end of the game. Still comes I, to I, the last Not play. literal fumbles, but yeah, comes to the last couple plays of the game. And then you drop two games that you really shouldn't drop. I mean, that's, I, a, that's I, an emotional roller coaster. That's a, good, that's a good point, though. That's different. I mean, like, granted, you can't understand how worse. much of a toll it can yes. take, but, like, it had to take some sort of a toll. And your two wins are against an FCS school that was good, but they're still an FCS school. And at, North Texas. And then North Texas, who is less than an FCS. The AAC's fine. Yeah. So, I uh, got a text on the personal text line. Okay. Uh, would you be interested in putting a lanyard around your neck and acting as if you are a recruit and see if you could get into the locker room. Yeah, pretty sure uh, they know who we are. We are local radio legends. Uh, that is a fair you point. you got to take that into consideration. All right? It's a good point. It's probably a better shot we have an informant. We sent somebody in yes. other than us. Yes. Very Maybe good point. A, an athletic-looking fellow. All right, let me ask you this. All the conference realignment stuff. Um, I think I've taken like 62 jabs to the ribs because of it uh, over the last probably nine. Are you sick of talking about it yet, or are you still you still just geeked? It's a lot of talk. Oh, it's a good point. That's a good question. A lot of uh, lot of different scenarios out there. You got a lot of people that think. Be honest, ready for it to be over. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of out there uh, looking for answers. I'll put it to you that way, but. Uh, a lot of people, uh, and, and granted, uh, you you get this question a lot in years that are struggling, uh, are obviously after the head coach's head. Mm-hmm. Fire Skip Holtz. Uh, I think this guy named Jay tweets me like 62 times a week. Uh, they tend to come at like 2.30 in the afternoon <laughs> or 2.30 in the morning. It's, it's really odd, but Jay, we appreciate the shout-outs letting us know how you feel. Um, uh, I I'll be up front. I don't think Skip Holtz has let go. No, this is not the time to do it if you're going to do it. Um, and you talk about why it's not the time to let go of your head coach. Well, there's a multitude of reasons. Uh, obviously you're two and five. Uh, but he's owed two point five five million, which um, I think we take that in the old right pocket. Yeah, of okay. our jorts. You got to pay him. Got to pay him. 
Um, and then might as well get a little work out of him. Uh, whether you like bowl games or not, he's been to seven straight bowl games. You know that's the no. Listen to me. Let me finish my point, and then you can fix your little jailed hair over there that you're getting out of whack because you're upset. Uh, you've been to seven straight bowl games from a G5 program, and then on top of it, you have all the conference realignment uncertainty. And I say this because. Let's just say, hypothetically, you fire Skip Holtz. Seven straight bowl games, first sign that the program's headed downhill, sayonara, see you later, deuces. Then, say the conference stuff doesn't work out. You're in a remade Conference USA 4.0 with Tarleton State, Abilene Christian, shout out to the Fighting Luke Anthony's. New Mexico State, UTEP, FIU, have I named one appealing school yet? Middle Tennessee, threw up again. And what kind of coach can you attract into a conference like that? And so, listen, I'm not totally opposed. I think it would probably be a good move if you made a change as far as the play calling goes. We can understand that. Uh, but I, I don't think it's the right time with where you're at to make a coaching change. And I do wonder, and we talked about this right at the end of the sports company, Conference USA, Sunbelt, that's now the AAC, there's not viewed from a national perspective outside of Ruston, Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana, uh, shout out to you, Eldorado, Arkansas. There's not viewed as a huge gap between any of these conferences. So if you fired a coach, fix your hair before I say this, after seven straight bowl games, and listen, I don't care about the perception, but sometimes perception is reality. I just don't know if it's a great look. And I know a lot of people like, well, the program's stale, like Cookie said, or the program's trending in the wrong direction. Listen, I get it. But, like, it's a tough look. Like, let's be honest with ourselves for a second. I'm not saying, and I know everybody's going to say, oh, BC sucks. He, he <laughs> says you can't ask for more. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, you also haven't had this string of success in a while. And I don't care if you're beating the little sisters of the poor. Like we just said, nobody outside our bubble knows that. If you tell them they're beating North Texas, like, wow, North Texas just got an AAC. They must be pretty good. They didn't know that they couldn't beat the Sigma Kappa flag football team. They don't know that. This whole conference realignment thing goes against what, what fans would what makes sense to fans, you know, it make what makes sense to fans is is a school's notoriety and and the uh, the brand and and how much attention they garner and and to the ESPN, it's it's the market. So we have to understand that the way we look at it isn't isn't the way that it works in the real world. Now, let me ask you this: I agree. I'm not even disagreeing. I agree. Now it's not the time to make a change at head coach. You can't do it, like you said. You're about to be in a conference probably that's super, there's just a lot of uncertainty. There's just a lot of uncertainty. You don't want to pay him. It's about to be super ugly. You're going to get a guy that probably is reaching for a head coach job that doesn't really even, need one. Let's say this. Even if you did fire him and say, in a, say, well, let's say this. Let's say 
tomorrow news comes out and Tech accepts an invitation to the Sun Belt, which I don't think it will, but let's say that hypothetically, you got to pay a $4 million exit fee of Conference USA to get into the Sun Belt. Then you got to pay an entry fee to the Sun Belt, which let's say it's $1 million. So then you're at $5 million, and then you got $2.55 million on his contract. Uh, $7.55 million. Uh, let me uh, let you a little inside behind the curtains. It's more than a fourth of the budget. I was going to say, that's, that's a good portion it's of the budget. a hefty price to pay. Okay, so can you do this? Is this a scenario that makes any sense at all to you? Can you clear out? Majority of the assistant coaches. Can you take away some play calling? I mean, you could, but heck, you clear out half your staff half, every year anyways. Hey, listen, Something's got to change. No, I agree with that. I, 100%. Listen, you got to change the play calling. If, if Joe Sloan's the offensive coordinator and you think he should call the plays, let him call the plays. If you don't think he's the guy, if your Skip Holtz is the head coach, go get the guy. Go get him. Yeah, but can you keep can you keep Skip as kind of like the the overseer? He's got to be the CEO. He's got to be the CEO. Be the CEO, but have some have some pretty strong managers running some things beneath him. BC and Beck, business management. Is that is that an option? You keep Skip Holtz. You clear out. You get some vision in there. I think that's the only option. I'm a genius, Brett. On the text line, of course, you can get us triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Maybe we can get Drew McKevitt to pay the buyout. Who's that? Uh, history professor at Louisiana Tech. Not a big fan of sports. Uh, shout out to you, Drew. Come pay the buyout, bro. Come on, bro. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, is there any better way to bring people together this season than the delicious blizzard treats from DQ. With the new fall blizzard treat menu, there's a little something for everyone and a lot of fall flavor in every treat. Whether it's flavors like the new pecan pie, returning pumpkin pie, the Reese's Pieces cookie dough, sea salt toffee fudge, Oreo mocha fudge, cocoa dipped strawberry, and the royal ultimate choco brownie, this just may be the greatest fall blizzard treat lineup ever. One way to find out is to try it for yourself today at DQ. Happy tastes good. Get your edge on local and regional sports with The Edge on Sports Talk Radio. Jim Taylor Fort Lincoln brings you the 7 to 8 a.m. hour Monday through Friday. It's local regional sports talk with an edge on Sports Talk Radio. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762. Also catch us on our Facebook page as well, Sports Talk 977. Conference realignment. Uh, Beck, you asked me the question, are you tired of it yet, BC? Beck, I can talk coaching changes. I can talk wins and losses. I can talk analytics. I can talk statistics. But it's like I said, man, this conference realignment stuff, it don't have a lick of nothing. It don't have nothing to do with wins and losses. Nothing. Nothing. That's to do with the budget. Of- I think that's what's been the most disappointing for me is just feeling like it's the it's frustrating a, part of it's it. It's just not. It's not about football anymore. It's about. I mean, we know it's about money, but it's about like big, humongous markets, and it's just not about like what the fans like and what's good for for football. Yeah, I mean, am I wrong? No. It's it's about it what feels ESPN corporate. Wants. It feels like football is oh, going very corporate. It's very corporate. Let's go right to the hotline. We got Quint. Quint, what you got for us this evening? Hey guys, how are y'all? Been better. Been better. Been better. I understand. Uh, I want to jump in on this conference realignment and on the coach talk y'all were just talking about. Let's hear it. On the conference realignment, it makes me a little uncomfortable that we don't have a place to call home. But in perfect vision, weren't we horribly dissatisfied with the conference USA to begin with? So I agree. So why is blowing that up such a hard thing? I mean, it feels like you're almost tired of the uh, person you're dating, but you don't want to let them go because it gets you out of your comfort zone. I mean, I think getting that's out of comfort point. USA is the best thing that's ever happened to Louisiana Tech. That, I know it's, it's a weird feeling. We don't want to be independent again if we can help it because those years weren't very prosperous for the finances, but I mean, I don't know where we might end up, but I don't know if we could end up anywhere worse than where we are now. That That's a very good point. I do think that it's the ultimate, it's time to take a look in the mirror, and it's also the ultimate, I think you made the, a great point, about getting uncomfortable. It's time that something happened that made Louisiana Tech a little uncomfortable, and I'm not talking about football or baseball or basketball. I'm talking about as a university as a whole, and now you got to develop a plan to put yourself in the best position to come out of it. I mean... I think the last time we were this uncomfortable was when some jerk took over his AD and totally changed the program and made everybody go yep. wailing and gnashing their teeth, but it worked out for the best thing that ever could have happened to Louisiana Tech. I agree. I mean, we'll see. I don't I don't know the future either. And on the coach thing, uh, to me it's not the wins and losses so much. It's the fact that we haven't been competitive in the last two games and yep. the players like they haven't even tried. Yep. Uh, it feels like he's almost done a coach show and lost the locker room. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes that we don't see. But I do think if he doesn't hurry up and get this thing together and go back to a bowl game and win it, he's going to be on the coach show hot seat to start next year. I think that's a very good point. It's not necessarily the wins and losses as much as the way that you're losing the last two football games. And it's also the lack of attendance. I've only been able to make it to one game this year, but it was the SMU game, which – Heck of a game to come season to. plays out. Yeah, I mean that was, but that was like the reason we went was that was the best regular season game of the year that we could yeah. see going forward, and no one's there. I agree. I mean, you gotta be kidding me! Fifteen thousand people show up. I mean, on a day when nothing else was going on. I'm with I mean, you. So, but I also lay part of that on Skip. His conservative play calling has just killed. I mean. 
I'm not paying forty dollars to go sit at a ball game and be bored. I mean, I want some action. The right. wins and losses don't matter as much to me as how much fun I have. The entertainment my value. Entertainment dog. Yep. Hey, the entertainment third and nineteen. Yeah, I mean, third and nineteens aren't fun, Quint. They're not fun at all. Oh, they're not fun at all, and especially when the coach decides, well, why don't we just do a dive play to make sure we don't lose the ball. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks for the call, Quint. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, you think third nineteen's not fun? Uh, let me tell you something. What is fun? What? A good punt. Yeah. Or a nice, nice long field goal. You know, right down the pipe. Quint's got some good points. I feel that too. You know, as your average fan, uh, there's times when it's it's just agonizing, agonizingly slow. For this conference realignment stuff, we we don't know where it's going. Uh, Sunbelt uh, officially Southern Miss announces today uh, they're making the move to the Sunbelt. They have their press conference. All that hoopla. Like we mentioned earlier, Dennis Dodd reports that potentially uh, Old Dominion announces tomorrow uh, as far as uh, their intentions to leave for the Sunbelt as well. Listen, I... I mentioned it to Quinn. It's the ultimate look in the mirror. Quit saying woe is me. Quit saying this is what we have done. Start doing what you're going to do next for Louisiana Tech. Like, you have to develop a plan, put the plan into action, and get to work. Ben, think of, think about this. We've had some discussions about this in the last few days. 2015, UAB, doesn't, they drop football. They don't have it. Fair. They got some money problems. They're like, let's let's get rid of it. Yep. For two years, right? Yep. The 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 school, the fans, the alumni, outraged. Rally, rally together. Yeah, got it back. 2017 UAB football program comes back. They have a 22.5 million dollar stadium, operation center, whatever it's called. It's big. 45,000 seats. Brand new stadium. And now it's one of the six schools. Headed to the AAC. And that was five years ago they didn't even have football. Yep. Also, UTSA. Didn't even have a program, what? 2007-ish, didn't have a program. No program at all. Uh, it was, I think it was, I believe it was a student vote. Is yep. that right? That brought that one Try back? Try to get it going football-wise. Hired Larry Coker, former coach at Miami. And now they're ranked, they're probably Top hired. 25 program. Top 25 program. Undefeated. And they also have been invited to the AAC. And listen, it goes back to my point. So you're saying, I mean, when, when when it's down, when you have to restart, replug in your enthusiasm and engagement, and really dig deep to to dig yourself out of a hole. Like things can happen in a short amount of time. UAB was Very five short. years, and they've won a couple conference championships yep, in the last three. three years. Listen, that's incredible. I mean, it can it be is. done. Listen, and you talk about what tech needs. First and foremost, you need a student fee. It costs money to go to college. Listen, we didn't like paying it. Taves didn't like paying it. But Tech is so cheap compared to other schools. Oh, it's dirt cheap. Dirt cheap for a fantastic education. You need a student fee that produces, I'd say, upwards of 8 to $10 million a year. Um, indoor practice facility. I can understand the argument about how they are not as beneficial as they are portrayed. But let's be honest with a sec, for a sec. If every other program that you're competing with the recruits for has an indoor practice facility, you sure as heck better get one. Or have a plan for one. Cost of attendance. Cost of attendance was put in 
to play in the NCAA in 2015. It's basically a stipend check for every athlete. Uh, you can do it across all sports. You can, I think Tech does it for four sports. And it's based on the cost of living in your particular town. Newsflash. And don't check it too hard. <laughs> Tech's paying 220 bucks a month in cost of attendance. Comes to about 2000 bucks a year. ULL, who, we'll be honest for a sec, the last two times these programs met in football, it was a bloodbath in Louisiana Tech's favor. An absolute bloodbath. But, ULL, that was their look in the mirror moment. Fired the head coach, Mark Hudspeth. They're now at Billy Napier. He's getting paid what? Two million? What is Two million dollars oh a year. God. I think he's overpaid. But listen, they've invested. You don't know how much they're paying in cost of attendance. How much? Nine hundred dollars a month. Tell me it doesn't matter in recruiting. Tell me it doesn't. It matters. To an eighteen-year-old kid, nine hundred bucks a month is a lot of money, especially when you compare it to two twenty. And I'm not sitting here defending Skip Holtz or defending the product on the football field or defending why we're not winning Conference USA championships in basketball. But you want to look at why you're getting lesser athletes? It's pretty cut and dry. You're not as invested as you portray yourselves to be invested. And what ends up happening is you don't. You don't convince players that probably could play at a better school to come here. Exactly. You get the kids that were the best offer. You want to talk about being on the fence? Like, that's something that can turn the tide. And there's a how big how big of an issue is that, that I don't want to say older administration. Okay, I said I didn't want to say it, but I just said it. Dan Renault. Are they, or no, I'm just talking about like in, in our current program. Like, are they aware that those things matter as much as they matter? I think the actual numbers total to if Louisiana Tech wanted to fund full cost of attendance, it would be three hundred and ninety six thousand dollars extra a year. This isn't a fundraise this is annual operating budget. Three hundred and ninety six thousand a lot of money. I don't think we would deny that. But if you made that move to get to that next level, like like yeah, there's not many excuses if you get to that point. But, like, I think also, like like I said, cost of attendance came into play in 2015. Those kids graduated in 2019, correct? All the kids that are on campus now at every university across the country, when they were recruited, cost of attendance was part of the recruitment, correct? Correct. So you're getting a real glimpse, and I don't know if this is the reason, but, like, if you told me you're getting lesser athletes because cost of attendance... I can't fight back to that for that right. when I look at the facts compared to other programs. And listen, I'm not saying Louisiana Tech hasn't done a lot of great things across a lot of sports. They have. But it goes back to our call with Quint. It's time to look in the mirror. And you decide if you want to keep going forward. You want to decide if NCAA tournament, conference championship... Being being not a seven-time bowl participant, being a top-five G5 program in the country. Because we live in a very fertile area for college football. Very fertile. 
The players will come if you invest in what it takes to get them here. And it doesn't just fall on the administration. It's like Quint said, biggest home game of the year with SMU. I get it. It was 82 degrees and 230. But honestly, it could have been 95. It probably should have been 95. Could have been 104. Again, like we had the and you have 15,000 there. There's about 4,000 by the end of it. It's got to be all in all the time if you want to be that pro. And I understand some of it falls on Skip Holt. Some of it falls on Eric Cockle. Some of it falls on Lane Burris. Beck, I made this point the other day. We hosted an NCAA regional here this this past year, and we still didn't sell out the Love Shack. Is that true? Yes! What do you mean, is it true? I thought it was people were having trouble getting tickets. I don't make up crap. Like, like it is the administration. It is the coaching staff. But it's on us, too. Like, look in the mirror. If you're mad about conference realignment, you got two choices. You go all in or, you, or you're going all out whether you want to or not if you don't go all in. Yeah, it's one of those situations. If you're not moving forward, you're, you're moving backwards. Exactly. No, there's no standing still. Exactly. Let's go ahead take our next time out. We come back from the break. Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Diamond Dogs, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Your wait is finally over. Football season has finally arrived, and your home for all the action is right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Monday through Friday, get that morning commute going with B.C. Kramer and the one and only, thank goodness, Puffy with the edge from 7 to 9 a.m. Every afternoon, it's the show that's often imitated, never duplicated, Northeast Louisiana's longest-running daily sports talk show, The Sports Company, taking you home from 3 to 6 p.m. On Saturday morning, grab that cup of coffee and get ready for the day in college football with the Nick Brown Show from 8 to 10. On Saturday mornings from 10 to 11, the tradition continues as we go into year 16 of the high school football rewind where we recap all of the great Friday night prep action. Then on Saturday afternoons, three hours before kickoff, live from Two Dudes Brewing Q, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk. Listen for yourself and find out why nobody does football like sports talk. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back to Lee Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Hayes, John Tabor joins us on the hotline. Louisiana Tech head baseball coach Lane Burroughs. Coach, how are we doing tonight? Hey, guys, doing good. Man, still sit, sitting at the office and uh, got down with practice, waiting on you guys to call, so excited to be on with you. Who you got in the World Series? Oh, man, I'm going to have to always pull for my former players, and I have a former player playing currently for the Astros and also a former Bulldog, so I'm going to have to pull for the Astros just because of my heart. Uh, Kendall Graveman, former player that I coached at Mississippi State, and then Phil Maton obviously being on the Astros, I think it's a no-brainer in my household. So uh never been a big Braves fan uh, growing up. I kind of went against the grain growing up in Mississippi. All the people in the South like the Braves, so I, I went against that. So um, I guess I answered that in a long way, but the Astros, who I'm pulling for. I like it. I think they'll probably win, too. Maytown was my roommate, so uh, – Oh, the no, There you go. Got to stick with The difference in where you two are right now, you're you're doing a little local radio, and he's in the pitching <laughs> in, in the, the World Series. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. No doubt. So let's jump into it. I want to ask you about these fall games. Obviously, you guys played ULM last weekend, played Tennessee this weekend. Uh, I know this hasn't been going on too, too long. Uh, do you like the benefits of being able to play uh, opposing teams in the fall? I do. I think more uh, for the fact that it, it breaks up the monotony. You know, you, you know, BC, I mean, you play all these inter-squads and scrimmages. I mean, you play three on the weekend, sometimes even one on the in the midweek, so you end up you could play four inter-squads. And you get tired of facing the same arms, playing the – uh, pitchers facing the same hitters and playing against each other, and it kind of loses its steam after a few weeks. And uh, so it's good to play outside competition. It doesn't count against your 56 game allotment in the spring. So uh, you can only play two, but you can play all day. You can play as long as you want. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's good. I, I just think you kind of you see where you are, stack yourself up against another team, and we don't put too much in in the fall as far as our offense. And you know, uh, like against ULM the other night. I mean, we we didn't give any signals. Uh, we we don't do all that right now, and uh, everybody played every most of the pitchers through one inning, and you don't really manage the game. You just kind of see where you are, and and uh, I think it gives you a good measuring stick of of where your guys are against uh, somebody different. Do do you like the aspect of getting either new arms or, or some of these new sticks in front of a crowd to see how they react uh, for the first time versus having to wait uh, until the middle of February? Oh man, I think that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we had we had a good crowd here last Friday, and I and very 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 pleased with uh, all the people that showed up. And our fans have just been so supportive. And I know Rustin High School had a huge game that night, so we had a a few fans that were going to go to the football game show up, and it was just an amazing crowd. And I think some guys, like you said, I think it, uh, it caught them off guard. Some of these young guys and not used to playing in front of a crowd, and even some of our older guys, I think that. Uh, played maybe a little tight or, or uh, wasn't finding the zone, so to speak, on the mound. And I think just playing in front of, of people and the scoreboard zone is a different team. And it does. It exposes people. But get it out of our system. And, you know, from everything I'm hearing, expecting a huge crowd in Millington this weekend against Tennessee. And uh, obviously they have a huge alumni base in the Memphis area. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of excitement after the season they had. So expecting a lot of people at that game. I'm here maybe two to three to 4,000. So. Wow. That ought to be fun. Guys get in front of a lot of people and, and go out there and uh, get used to it because uh, to get where we want to go, and like we did last year, you're going to have to play great teams in front of great crowds. So 
I think that is a great point you bring up to to play in front of crowds in the fall. Coach, due to COVID, you got a few extra roster spots again this year. Can you talk about some of these guys that are competing for spots and and, and just how you're getting to get a good look at them um, as they're playing some live ball? Uh, what what we can look forward to, or, or uh, just talk about some of those younger guys that, that we've been hearing about. Yeah, and there are some jobs that are open. You know, shortstop. There's a battle going on. Colton Hedgewood, a uh, young freshman from Brandon High School, Mississippi, and uh, Logan McLeod. He's been in our program a few years now. They're battling it out, and uh, a couple other guys. Third base is open. Wade Elliott, uh, transfer from Grayson Junior College. Uh, he he had went to Missouri out of high school, and uh, then he transferred to Grayson. Actually, signed with us before COVID, and went back to his junior college when Wells decided, you know, came back and. And uh, Krigger over there and some young guys. And then center field, obviously, Parker Bates leaving. Um, a lot of guys, looks like uh, Cole McConnell, Darius Myers, Phil Matoya. They've all uh, played a little bit in center field, so I think we'll be okay there. And Jackson Lancaster transferred from Missouri. and He's an outfielder, left-hand pitcher, and, and uh, he's been out there as well. So a lot of battles, first base. Ben Brantley, been in our program. You guys know him. And uh, Walker Birchfield transferred from Tulane. Uh, they're fighting it out. And uh, Bryce Wallace, another kid from uh, OCS that's been in our program, played really well, and, and he's been playing well this fall. Just a, He's a company man. He's a bulldog man through and through. and had got to play a lot, but he shows up every day and competes. And, you know, obviously our pitching, most of our guys are back uh, that, that pitched last year, so I don't know how many young guys uh, you'll see on the mound. But just a couple of freshmen are standing out besides Colton Hedgewood, Baylor Cobb, catcher, um, that we got and can also play some corner and, and uh, Thaxton Birch, a freshman from Jackson Prep in Mississippi. Uh, those three guys really are standing out as far as freshmen this fall. And, you know, you talk about the, the pitching staff, and obviously your entire starting rotation is back. I think we're all thankful to go back to the three-game uh, conference series. But at the end of last year, uh, I really thought Greg Martinez turned a corner. Uh, I know you've mentioned it a couple of times about how he just wasn't exactly comfortable in a relief role. Uh, pitchers can be funny sometimes uh, with how they adjust to being starters versus relievers. Um, how does he fit in? And I guess, too, he was also essentially a freshman a year ago after not getting much time back in 2020. There's no doubt. I mean, he was. I mean, all those guys were that were COVID freshmen last year. They We essentially only got 17 games in and pitchers even less. So, you're right. It was really his freshman year, and uh, there was no doubt he was much more comfortable starting, being in a routine. And another thing with him is he was much more comfortable with George uh, catching him. We uh, Coach Silva turned it over to George last year in postseason, and when they were hooked up together, George called the game. And he's been really good this fall with George catching him. Uh, he had one game, and George wasn't catching him, and the bench is good. I, you know, everybody has their own little <laughs> thing. And I'm not against that, whatever it takes. Uh but it is. Greg's been great. Uh, he threw. A, he flew out today. His brother's graduating from Army and uh, from the Army, and and uh, he's going to meet us in Memphis. And he actually threw a threw his bullpen today to live hitters this morning, and he was outstanding. I, I watched him from the stands, and just a great arm and a uh, good slider. When his breaking ball's working, he's he's tough. Uh, he's going to be tough to beat. And but he is. I think he obviously is a starter for us. And Kay Gibson's another guy. I think he's been our best guy all fall. Worf, Jennings, Gibson, all been good. Fincher and. Uh, but I, I would have to say Kate Gibson has really, really been good and impressive so far this fall. So, yeah, we like our numbers. Like you said, we're not playing the four-game weekend, so you need three solid starters on the weekend and then uh, one or two midweeks, and uh, we feel like we have that covered. And 
hopefully it'll give us a little more depth in the uh, bullpen as well. And you look ahead to this weekend, I know you mentioned two, three, maybe 4,000 folks uh, in Millington against a team which you guys hosted a regional. You understand the atmosphere, especially uh, your older guys, but Tennessee was in Omaha. Uh, they're another one of those programs you're getting or you're wanting to get where they went. Um, what kind of measuring stick will this be for you guys, and how much uh, will you take away from it? Do you draw any parallels to it outside of just seeing how you guys compete? I think so, because you're going to play you know, right out of the gate. I think we're going to play 16 innings, so we'll probably play a 9 and a 7 and take a little break after the first 9 and uh, just get the starter ready. But uh, it, it, everybody will play. I know we'll probably play a 10-man lineup like we did last week against Monroe, and uh, they even mentioned playing a 10-man line. So you, you're not really managing, but look, when you you guys know when you hook it up and you, you get somebody in the other dugout and they turn that scoreboard on and people get in the, in the seats, uh, the competitive juices get flowing, you want to win no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that's that's what makes it fun. But you don't manage it like you would a normal game. Everybody will throw, but it does. It uh, We know without a shadow of a doubt we're going to see really, really good arms, uh, especially the first nine innings. It's going to be – uh, top of the line arms. We've already heard from scouts that, uh, they got guys that have tremendous velocity and you guys watch them. They made it to Omaha last year and a lot of their hitters are back. So it, it's a really good team and it's a team that, that you, for us to get where we want to go and our fans want to go and that's Omaha that you, you got to go through these teams and, and it, it'll give us a, a real, a real measuring stick, like I said earlier, where we stand and, and how our guys stack up against uh, some of the premier arms in the country. Last question we'll let you get out of here. From a recruiting standpoint, uh, I believe since the regional, you guys have gotten something like 22, maybe 23, 24 commitments. Is that, uh, is that regional that big of a bump, or how much of that is just uh, locking in on some of these guys in that 2023, 2024 class? I think I'm glad you asked that. I think it's threefold. I think it's hosting a regional. You're on TV. People see you know who you are now. And I think it's a brand new stadium that's phenomenal and beautiful. It's easy to sell. And and I think it's Cooper Fouts, our new assistant. He's an animal, man. The guy is a recruiting machine. He never stops. Uh, I get in the office at eight fifteen, eight thirty. So he's already on the phone with recruit. I don't know who he's talking to that early in the morning as far as kids go. But he's on the phone. I look out my window. He's FaceTiming kids show them our stadium and he just doesn't stop and and that's what it takes you got to have a guy like that with that energy and and loving to, to go on the hunt develop relationships and i just think it's threefold i think it, it is the regional host it's the stadium and 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 i think cooper has added a, a dimension that uh, he's just one of those guys that absolutely loves to recruit and he's been phenomenal for us uh, and went out and got us some great players and you know, we got a lot to sell here at Louisiana Tech and Ruston, so we bring kids and their families in. They fall in love with the place, not only the school, us, but the school and the, the community, and it's it's a good time to be a Bulldog. Coach, tremendous stuff. You're doing a great job. Uh, looking forward to seeing how you guys fare uh, against Tennessee this weekend. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me. Coach Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Diamond Dogs. Beck, and listen, you know, you talk about the job that he's done with this program, and I, I know when he took over – after that 2016 season, there was a lot of expectations in 2017, 2018, uh, 2019. It felt like they got close to some regionals. They couldn't quite get over the hump and get that berth. 2020, obviously, COVID. 2021, it, it kind of felt like this was the program, especially on Louisiana Tech's campus the last few years. They got over that hump. And, and listen, you burst through the gate and you host an NCAA regional. I, there's not a whole lot 
that you can say that Lane Burroughs has not done right, uh, especially over the last 12 months or so. That, that whole spring was just some of my most favorite. Oh, it's incredible time as being um, a, a fan of the Bulldogs and it just does a lot for the town it does a lot for your program um, from a recruiting standpoint I can't imagine I mean to capitalize on the first year in the new stadium I went to the first fall inner squad this is tech baseball and you cover it you get paid to do this tech baseball versus tech baseball and there was 400 your, people in the stands your first uh, your first fall inner squad since you uh, since you, you played huh very possible mm. like how I threw that nugget in there yeah, Nate was the old roommate yeah that's, it's got to be why he's been so successful. Hey, Phil, uh, I know first pitch is coming up, but uh, if you get some time, we could uh, use your presence on Bleed Take Blue Radio. Maybe a little, like, dugout or bullpen interview. Or bullpen. Yeah, look, Columbine's in the bullpen, BC. Yeah, let's go ahead and take our next time out when we come back. Harry Minimum, ODU Sports will join us. You're listening to The Edge, brought to you by the Injury Attorney. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Louisiana Tech. Getting set to travel to Norfolk, Virginia, Saturday afternoon for a date with Old Dominion here to break down the Monarchs. Harry Minim with the Old Dominion Sports. Harry, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, How's everyone in Absolutely, we're doing well. Thanks for joining us. I wanted to ask you, going back to 2020, um, obviously this ODU football team 
did not play football. And listen, it was the first year new head coach, uh, Coach Ron, in his first year. How difficult do you think that was for him to not be able to put his product on the field last year? Oh, it was extremely difficult for everyone. I mean, uh, Ricky Ronnie had, uh, you know, he he'd assembled a great staff. He he had a as you know as much as he could. He put together a good recruiting year. He had a senior class of uh, veteran guys, not all that talented, but he, and and to not only they they only were able to practice a little bit in the fall and not play. So just think about not playing for two years. They they brought about fifty or so kids back from that team and those kids didn't play football for two years uh, that that has that had a tremendous effect on them i think both mentally and physically it's so hard to play after sitting out a season and, and you mentioned that you know you look at you know the start of this 2021 season a little bit of a slow start obviously uh wake forest and liberty are, are both very quality opponents but uh especially in recent weeks a one-point loss to buffalo a seven-point loss to utep uh, a seven-point loss to Marshall. It, it really looks like this team's getting extremely close to turning a corner. They are. They they really. They probably should have won. They should have beaten Buffalo. They outgained Buffalo, uh, four hundred thirty-three to two ninety-seven. Outscored them twenty-seven to nothing in the in the in the second half. And and I know this will sound novel to Conference USA fans, but I think there was a bad penalty that followed that last <laughs> touchdown. There, there was excessive celebration, and you see it all the time in college football, and that set up a 40-yard extra point, which Nick Rice missed by inches, and so they lose 35-34. to 34. Um, The other game they certainly should have won is they're up 13-6 to six on Marshall with 33 seconds left and give up a 52-yard touchdown pass. And a few minutes before that, they had a chance to go up 10, but on third and, like, six, quarterback throws an interception in the end zone instead of throwing it away, so... You know, this is a very young team. It, it, I think in a lot of ways they're similar to Lockback. Uh, you know, they've made some mistakes. Um, very young. And, you know, as, as Ricky Ronnie has said, you make mistakes, the football gods eventually make you pay for it. They, they outplayed uh, Buffalo. I think they outplayed Marshall. But they lost because they made mistakes. And you mentioned a number of young players, and I want to go to Hayden Wolf. Obviously, uh, Coach Ronnie named him the starter prior to the Western Kentucky game. Uh, big six foot five kid out of Florida, extremely talented. Uh, what what are some of the early reviews on Hayden Wolf? I know he played a little bit in twenty nineteen as well. He played. He actually he showed a lot of promise in twenty nineteen when he played. He played three really good games. Um, you know, he hadn't played in three years, and so and, and he hadn't played much this season. So his first half against Western Kentucky was kind of shaky. Uh, he. He had three turnovers for the game, um, and the second half he played really, really well. And uh, the difference between him and D.J. Mack, the Central Florida transfer who started the first six games, is that D.J. Um, really has a lot of speed. Uh, he can move. You know, when he runs the SRO, you don't know whether he's going to keep it. Hayden, on the other hand, he has much better passing arm. Um, I think I think reads better, but is not as he's not as mobile as DJ was. So that's um, you know I I think Coach Blackwell, who was here last year, is probably going to be blitzing ODU a lot to to, to try to get to Hayden. 
And you look at the receiving options. I know Ollie Jennings had 13 catches, I believe, at Western Kentucky. Uh, he's a transfer from West Virginia. Zach Kuntz a transfer from Penn State. Uh, no shortage of talent at the receiver position. No shortage of talent, but a big shortage of experience. They've had some injuries there. Those guys right now, the only people that are consistently catching the ball a lot, they've got as and this is not including tight ends, but a wide receiver. They have five freshmen and four sophomores on Ooh. two deep. So that's they're they're really young there. Um, Ali really he and he and uh, Hayden seem to click together. Um, so I you know I think that I obviously I, I know that Blackwell is is uh, going to be you know put a lot of pressure on Ali this game. Looking at the defensive side of the ball. Uh, what's kind of been the reviews of the defense, especially the last couple of weeks? Obviously, Western Kentucky has one of the better offenses in the country. Yeah, Western Kentucky, they, you're right, their quarterback is pretty good. Um, you know, at, at times, Odie's offense doesn't help the defense, you know, when you, when you don't score a lot and you turn the ball over three times, that puts the defense in a bad position. Um, ODU's defense ranks in the top half of the country in, in, in most categories. And, you know, with a team that has a low score offense, that's pretty good. Uh, Blake Seiler, the defensive coordinator, he was defensive coordinator at Kansas State, and then went to West Virginia, and then he came here. He took a pay cut to come here. He's a brilliant coach um, and has done a great job. But once again, he's got a lot of freshmen over there. They've got some seniors in the defensive backfield, but he's, he's starting a lot of freshmen on the defensive line. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. For ODU to be successful and knock off Louisiana Tech on Saturday afternoon, what must the Monarchs do well? They must move the ball, um, they, and they must get off to a good start. They're, they, they're, uh, that's 1A and 1B. Um, they have not gotten off to good starts this season. They've, they've uh, buried themselves in deep holes, and uh, – you know, and you, you know, when they do that, you know, it's it's dip, it's difficult to to, uh, you know, get out of it. So that's what they've got to do. They've got to start well. Hayden's got to throw well, and uh, I think that you know, obviously, they're going to have a tough time stopping on Tech's offense. The the, the offensive of Tech is really good. Great stuff this evening, Harry. Looking forward to a fun one Saturday afternoon in Norfolk. We appreciate it. Hope it turns out like the last one did. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Good stuff. We appreciate it. All right. Take care. Harry Minimum, join us on the hotline tonight. Of course, you can get <laughs> us on the hotline. struggling a little bit? <laughs> I am struggling. You do a lot of radio, Ben. I am. I, I concluded our previous segment by saying uh, you're listening to The Edge. So, Which would be tomorrow morning. You can listen to The Edge tomorrow. You can listen to The Edge on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. I'm on. Uh, of course, Mark Kramer and Puffy. You can't get enough BC. You just tune in Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. How about this nugget? What? ODU has not defeated a Division One opponent since November the 10th, 2018. That is a long time, BC. You think uh, Tech's got it bad this year, you could be ODU. Uh, you think uh, Tech better not lose this football game. Tech is a five-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Yeah, pretty slim margin. But I can't blame the guys in Vegas. Uh, I can't. You can't blame them, but you Seem may. know a little more than us. Hey, Quint asked, how promising is J.D. Head looking as the QB of our future? I love quarterback questions, Quint. I love it, Quint. Uh, here's the one question. Listen, I, I think if you threw J.D. Head out there right now, I think he'd be fine. I think he'd make some mistakes. 
Um, I don't know. If I he, mean, he th- he can throw. We know he's got it. Uh, he's, it's just he's whether got he can it. he can do it. Well, it's whether you want him to grow up on the field, hmm. or do you want him to potentially grow up behind the scenes? I think if he throw to the wolves right now, he'd be fine. I mean, he, he would have some success. He would have his ups. He would have his downs. But uh, there's no doubt he's talented enough to be a really really good quarterback, and he's got it between the years as well. Uh, I do wonder if they'll hand him the reins in 2022 and say, uh, seek or swim, so to speak, take us to where we want to go. Uh, I don't know if he would be able to do that right away in 2022, getting his first extended playing time. Uh, but I think the second half of 2022, he would really come on uh, once he got a half dozen games under his belt or so as a starter. But It's going to be an interesting quarterback battle next year. You're going to have three guys that have, two guys that have played significant amount of time. Luke Anthony. Luke Anthony and Aaron, Aaron Allen. Allen. And then you're going to have J.D. Hitt. Uh, also have Landry Liddy, the commitment from that's, Calvary. That's right. Expected to I'm sign not. in December. Caleb Holstein also on the roster as well. Uh, right. And finally, right. Spencer Rattler. So, uh, <laughs> Where do you think he goes? It's uh, probably suited for a school like, uh, I'm trying to think the biggest jerks, tools. Um, Miami. Might be perfect at the U. Honestly, the U can't, the U can't figure their quarterback out. But he's to me, he's uh, what's our homeboy from Miami that's at UNLV now? Uh, Tate Martell. He's Tate Martell 2.0. Oh, is Tabes. he not? Tabes, I can't tell you how much. Tabes, is that back a good comparison? Tabes Mar- Tate Martell. <laughs> Tabes Martell. Oh, Jorge Soler was a leadoff <laughs> tank for the Braves. There you go. Oh, World Series game one underway in Houston. So uh, I want to thank Harry Minium for joining us. Tonight, Louisiana Tech ODU, Saturday afternoon. It's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff on CBS Sports Network. A little national television. Mm, how about that? How about Judy getting us on national television? How about that? Shout out to Judy. Two and five versus one and six. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, Judy. There's the snooze fest of the week. <laughs> Might be a snoozer out in Norfolk. Let's go ahead and take our final time out of the evening. When we come back, we'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, DQ fans, is there any better way to bring people together this season than the delicious blizzard treats from DQ? With the new fall blizzard treat menu, there's a little something for everyone and a lot of fall flavor in every treat. Whether it's flavors like the new pecan pie, returning pumpkin pie, the Reese's Pieces cookie dough, sea salt toffee fudge, Oreo mocha fudge, cocoa dipped strawberry, and the royal ultimate choco brownie, this just may be the greatest fall blizzard treat lineup ever. One way to find out is to try it for yourself today at DQ. 
happy tastes good. It's time to move the chains. What are we prepared to do to win? Are you willing to strain a little harder? Are you willing to work a little harder? Focus a little harder? Head coach Skip Holtz and the Dog Brotherhood are ready to grind their way to the top of Conference USA. Feel the results all season long right here. Catch all the action of the 2021 Louisiana Tech football season live on Big Z Country, 107.5 FM. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on this fall Tuesday evening here in Ruston, Louisiana. Sports Talk 97.7. Louisiana Tech traveling to ODU. Bulldogs looking for their third one of the year. Looking to get even. In conference play at two and two overall, Old Dominion one and six, zero and three in conference play. Um, I hate to be this guy, but don't let it fool you. They took Marshall to overtime. Oh, you did? Yes. Uh, lost forty three twenty to WKU. That's Western Kentucky University, and also fell by seven at UTEP. Something uh, Louisiana Tech Ooh. can't exactly say. So, uh, Monarcher, they got some talent. It'll be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. Hayden Wolf, 6'5", 220-pound pocket passer. Uh, yeah, Beck's drooling over there. He loves a solid pocket passer from Florida. Uh, but, Beck, we got we to gotta get to something first. BC's on the board. <laughs> BC is on the board. 1-19 entering last week in my last 20 fantasy matchups. BC is on the board. Now, let me tell you something, Tapes. Last week, I traded Travis Kelsey, getting a little long with the tooth, had to move on, for Kyle Pitts, lit it up, Javante Williams, lit it up, and Keenan Allen had a fantastic bye week and looks ready to rumble when he comes back. Can we just go ahead and say I smoked that trade? I do recall telling you that Thank you. You, you got Tapes, it's because you trade. go against the grain with everybody. Ben told you I didn't like the trade, and my main issue with the trade is that people in our league just just volunteer like big big players to Sutton, and he ends up winning. It's like, yeah, congrats. You made your team a little better, but you got to play a little defense. Don't, don't, don't use Sutton as a cop-out for this conversation. Thank you, John Tabor. I'm just saying. I get he tra- frustrated he with traded people. one one Clydesdale for a bunch of solid quarter horses. The problem is the Clydesdale's pretty beat up. Yep. While the quarter horses run strong, and one of those Man. quarter horses looks like he may transform into a Clydesdale himself and, uh, at at Tabe, a at a position on. of scarcity. And that older Clydesdale that Tapes mentioned, I believe his quarterback is still asleep. I uh, I think he'll play Monday. Oh, he's fine. He, go get, he Dan, go get Danny Dimes. If, sidelines. If go you got, Danny if you Dimes. no, seriously, if you got Mahomes and you're worried about him playing this week, go get Danny Dimes. It's the same game. You can sit and wait. <laughs> he's all in on uh, Daniel Jones. No, it's protecting Mahomes if he's I a late scratch. Like Daniel Jones' hey, ability to run. I, he's he's they do not win a lot of games, but like you're not mad at Daniel Jones for it. 
Except when you hear him talk, and then you're like, this dude will never be successful. You don't think so? Oh. I mean, you've got to say the same thing about Eli. He's got two Super Bowls. And they're exactly alike. Yep. They even they even look and run alike. It's yes. very, very interesting. No, 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 no. no, no. Daniel's no. way more. No. I'm saying like I mean the, the way they look. Obviously, Daniel except John Danny Dimes is three times faster. I love that he's Danny. I Dimes can out, I can outrun about, Eli. I I love <laughs> I love that play he made. Uh, that catch you see that? Yes, yeah. he looks so terrible. Like, of course, he would get a one handed catch yes. on a on a trick play. Uh, but I got to tell y'all boys, tapes. First of all, hold Ben, on, ben on. wins one time in twenty something weeks, two times, and he's just. Blowing up the league group BC chat. Is BC's cr- back. BC is crowing more today than our friends 30 miles east of here. There ain't no doubt about that, Taves. Uh, don't know if you heard, Taves. Play my son this week. Play Beck. Yeah, he's been making that joke all week, and I didn't even get it until today. I said, Ben, I play you this week. And what's, your, what, what's, the, what's the record for Team Beck? Uh, four and two. Five and two. Yeah, five and two. So did you have a bye week there? I mean, it would be after Hey, I survived by Mageddon. I had, like, my whole squad off. And Beck still would scored. have the bye week in fantasy. <laughs> oh, there ain't no doubt, Tapes. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no doubt. Uh, I, f- I think I should probably mention I should be 6-1, and one, lost by a yard. Uh, Tapes, does he say that every week? <laughs> I got to. I got to. Dude, you're sitting here telling that to Captain Stack Correction no, over here. I, <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. That's what I was hoping for. It was, like, a .1% or whatever, not percent, but .1 Stack Correction. Either way, a league's uh, – it's pretty interesting, Tabes. I'm a 23-point dog this week. Yeah. It's Woo! not looking good. <laughs> looking rough for BC. Not looking good. I made a trade earlier. But not, oh, let's hear it. Uh, when my boy uh, Russell Wilson went down with a little broken finger. Go Hawks. And I traded uh, Brandon uh, Cooks for you for Matthew Stafford. And let me tell you, Matt Stafford has scored more every week that I've had him than Russell Wilson did at any point. Stafford's pretty good fit in LA. Oh, oh is he? Tabes, you know and then the, Brandon Cooks has got Davis Mills throwing to him. Might as well be Tabes. Y'all don't know the best one-two punch in the league. What? Joey B, J. Marchez. Hey, you do have that. And the fact that you still lost with both those players is incredible. If you're stacking them on daily earlier, you're probably not going to be able to much anymore. That is a good point. It's gonna, they're going to price each other out now. That is a what good point. Mean? Daily of course, we would know about this if that. we could ever get daily going here in our two years behind the time state. When it's coming to the ben Mitz won't talk to us. So too, too many, too many beaks to wet. Ben so. Mitz won't tell us. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna do some research. I'm coming back next week. Final segment of next week's show. And I'm gonna give you some information on gambling in Louisiana. That is what I like to hear. You, you know, I'm gonna get our stat guy. This on week it. it took you three minutes to give your lone input know. of the night. I should have left. I know. But hey, we'll have to wear it a little bit. We'll have to wear it. But listen, I gotta what be honest. Go ahead. I'm. I'm, I'm just going to. The gonna longer the season goes, the the less I'm excited about our punishment. I think it's going to be you or Kevin that loses. Uh, not going to be me. If it's Kevin, I'll probably the punishment quit the league. is supposed to last a week. It'll be over in two days. Kevin will eat thirty six hot dogs a day. He'll die. I think we go back to waking up every night. I would rather do that. It's the most. It's the way you get the most enjoyment out of the league. Pied myself in the morning at two in the morning for a solid month. Make the proposal. All right, looking at the conference USA schedule this week. Oh, my favorite part of the show. Favorite time of the show. Uh, North Texas traveling to Rice. Looks like the Mean Green will get their seventh loss of the year. Florida International at Marshall. Uh, Southern Miss, the Sun Belt's newest member, will travel to Middle Tennessee. Charlotte at Western Kentucky, and finally UTEP making the travel the trip cross country to Boca Raton to take on Florida Atlantic. We'll find out how real UTEP is uh, 
in that one is, of course, Florida Atlantic's having a pretty good year. And then finally, Louisiana Tech traveling to Old Dominion, 2.30 p.m. kickoff in the Central Time Zone. Games on CBS Sports Network. Bulldogs are currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Believe the over-under set at 52-and-a-half. Beck Haynes, let's hear the pick. Oh... 32 24. Dogs. Dogs. Which I guess that's hitting the over. I'll take it two to nothing. Taves, what you got? <laughs> you and Skip. Uh, 31 to 23, <laughs> dogs. Taves, that's. You're such. You're such you a and Taves are the same person. Gosh, except. You, did you even hear what I said? Oh, I was. I was reading. I said 32-24, and you went 31-24. It's <laughs> amazing. Happens every week. Hey, me and Taves. <laughs> we'll probably both mountain, be it's wrong. It's Mountain Dew, Ben. Happens every single week. I'll take the dogs 23. Oh. ODU 9. Still no faith in the offense. 23-9. to nine. I think it's just going to be an Two pick sixes, huh? It'll be an ugly football. Listen, if you're betting this game, pound the under. Pound the under. Hey, there's no other play. Fifty-two hey, and a half. Yeah. Hey. So, Mister Lock of the Week saying pound the under. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> and I went after thirty-one it. to twenty-three. So I hit the over. Yeah, you hit the over. I tapes. did too. But I, woo, y'all had to watch that one to the bitter end. <laughs> that's that late pick six. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the. Woo! That's this the, is where we're at, boys. That's the old tech defender should slide down at the 50 and take a knee, but he says, I'm going for a house call tonight, oh, boys. Not only goes for the house, but then gets the taunting penalty <laughs> yeah. on top of it. Hey, by the way, it's a blackout in Norfolk. A blackout? Oh, the, the night before Halloween. Oh, I hope the dogs go with the icy uniforms. We better go all whites. We, we better, better go all, white. all whites all year, have we? Oh, have uh, Mississippi State. Oh, and we played great. Yep, got to go icy. Maybe throw a red helmet in there. Yeah, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Not throwing the red helmet in there. I want to thank Lane Burroughs, Harry Minimum, for joining us on Bleed Tech Blue Radio tonight. Louisiana Tech, ODU, 2.30 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Be back same time, same place next week for Beck Hage. For our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. He said, go on to recruit. I got to go into people's living room and beg an 18 year old kid right, to come to man. school. He said totally. it, was, it was demoralizing. Uh, I totally agree. That's what he said. Let's go to Robert in Georgia. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Robert? 
What's going on, Chris and Rob? How y'all doing tonight? Doing good. Good, brother. Man, hey, uh, your Braves are out to a good start. I'm just yeah. guessing. We're finally going to get a, a Atlanta, a tight end Atlanta. Uh, Man, it's early, brother. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to say just to definitely piggyback off of what the last caller said is we all know as black men that it's hard to get the recognition and, and things that you deserve. Uh, you have to feel like you have to do ten times uh, what your counterpart had to do just to just to be, uh, do to get some just do. This man is he should be solidified. He got two Super Bowl championships. And he feel like you don't get no he credit. He got one. He went to oh, yeah, two. One. One, he one, went to yeah. two. And um, but the thing is, is a reason why I just think that is just because he named those two. You got to look at the two. I mean, the coaches that he named, they were all white coaches. And look at Eric Bieniemy. He still can't get a, a head a head job, and he already won a. Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator, so I think he just feel like as a, a total totality of black uh, head coaches don't get they just do. That's undeniable. No. That I, is I undeniable. Disagree. We just Eric talked about it. Me, how about Byron Leftwich? He he deserves a job at some point. Why not? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, everybody's talking people, about Kellen Moore. Are they talking about right. Leftwich like that? Right, Kellen Moore. They haven't won anything in Dallas. I don't. Right. Well, he's an offensive genius. So, you know, that's that's always the the uh, tag. But yep. isn't it about winning? And usually. The, the players come off of Chris. I mean, the coaches come off of teams that have won usually, yep. right? Like yep. the coordinators. How about yep. Drew in New Jersey? You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Drew? And uh, I, I want to take you back off of one of the callers say about college. It's a totally different job. As, as a college coach, you're a GM. You're not a coach. Dabo Sweeney does no does virtually zero X in those. Uh, you look at Nick Saban, not a lot of X's and O's. I, I just people don't realize they're not the same job. You're you're no, pretty good, much a GM. Good point. Good point. Right. Good point. Right. Oh. That's, yeah. All right. Uh, we got our man Randy Mueller, former NFL executive of the year, Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst, joining us in a moment. But first, Gascon the second with the update. But, but Chris, let me ask you on the flip side of things. If you were king of the castle in, let's say, Alabama or Clemson or Texas – or USC, Miami, Florida State, like Ohio State. Would you, would you want to bolt for the National Football League, where a guy could make double what you make in salary and then talk down to you? Well, I think you make an interesting point. It depends on what you came up in. If Tomlin came up as a college coach, yeah, and developed, you know, a great program to like one of those reputations as you mentioned, yeah. Then yeah, I mean you you've got security too. Like Urban Meyer could have stayed at Ohio State for right. thirty years, right? You know, so yeah. But we I also 